It's It's your boy Sway from MTV News. And FC Cincinnati has returned to their winning ways, which means I'm proud to be back for episode 56 of Knifey Lion Radio. My name is Jonah. The Ope sale is over and shirts should, sh- oh, that's hard to say. Shirts should be shipping. Shirts should be shipping early this week. Don't forget to wear your Ope shirt May 25th to the Red Bulls game, which is officially the Ope out, where we will hashtag Ope the nip. I can reveal to you now, we sold 156 Ope shirts, folks. That's no jive. So thanks to all of you. One of those Ope purchasers is joining me in the palatial studio. It's the swim more, swim with gators, Zach. No discount on my shirt. I'm a man of the people. How many other discounts? I was thinking about it. Uh, that's going to be my in with Amelia at the Red Bulls game. Like, babe, same shirt? <laughs> what are the odds? Who needs a shirt if you lead with babe? If you can resist. <laughs> you got to watch it with the babes, folks. I started saying it to my wife, current former girlfriend, as a joke. It'll stick. <laughs> be the only thing you call her for the rest of your life. Not joining me, sadly, because Mother's Day is a cruel tempstri- tempstress. I can't say anything. Oh, the crown prince of Section 124, Nick from soccer. He's got some takes. He didn't send them to me. So we can only assume he's anti-Amaya, anti-Demay, pro-Koch all the way. But today we finally get to talk about an FCC victory, the 2-1 annihilation of the Montreal Impact. That'll be the recap. recap. I kind of want to, let's not bury the lead. Drogba did not show up for this one. That is a fact. We'll pick our uh, FCC of the week. I already know who I'm picking for this week's. We'll take a look around the league. With Kevin's And uh, me and Max talked, that's Kakarot to you and me, talked Koch's canning on Wednesday, but I have to let Zach get his final Koch say and gloat in our correctness with the very last edition of Koch Watch. Another FCC player got married this weekend. Zach, did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. I gotta say, it's a little too soon, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, well, I think that'll all be explained in my speech. <laughs> We're there to give the biggest, the best man speech in this week's FCC <laughs> wedding <laughs> toast. Did I call it that last week or FCC best man speech? Well, you didn't do one last week. Or two uh, weeks ago. I don't know. Well, you know what I'm talking about. You know what? You didn't have a, uh, you didn't have a clip for the, this segment. What's the point of having a segment that's without a sound clip? But I have uh, the clinking glass sound. Yeah, I got a sound now. Don't worry about that. We'll wrap it all up in... Potpourri. No sponsor this week, but let me just say, you blew it, Speedway. Man, did you blow it. You could have had us for almost nothing, but things have changed, Speedway. Things have changed. Still going to need those speedy freezes this summer, though, and you'll see how it's changed. Uh... Although I haven't heard back from her in a couple days, but we'll see how things have changed real soon, Speedway. Also, if you bought an Ope, that's as good as a gold pass into the John Hart's John Cave, Hart's of, Cave Wonders. of Wonders. You know, get the band back together. Get old Koch down there in Greenville. Let's do the whole fucking song and dance one last time. Why the hell not? 
But let's stop beating around the bush, the Evan Bush, and get into the recap. recap. Johan Dame. Yo, sorry, I'm going to be doing that all the time. Johan, there's no H in there. The youngest MLS coach ever gave us his first starting lineup ever. And the one thing he'd been itching to do this entire time, you guessed it, start Justin Hoyt at center back. Hoyt next to Waston with Deplan and Greg Garza's return. I got a question here, Zach. Greg Garza? Big time. <laughs> He's back in full effect, you know? He's not in the 18 at all for several weeks, and then he just pops back in the starting 11. Do we give credit to Man U, small guy? <laughs> this guy's working magic already. <laughs> He's healed! Yeah, who knows? Maybe Koch had beef with Greg Garza. And his flimsy thighs. Anything's possible. Uh, DeMay busts out a 4-3-3 with a midfield of, this is a nickname I just gave him, Frankenstyle. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Victor Ulloa and Bertone and a front three of Cruz, Maddox, and Lama. Spencer Ritchie starts in goal with Kenny. <laughs> Save me from this Miss Midwestern hell safe. Not in the 18 with a mysterious muscle injury. Zach, I suspected the blue flu. What do you think? <laughs> you guys know about the blue flu? Zach, starting lineup. Talk to me. First from DeMay. Yeah, what can you say? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I think uh, Justin Hoyt at center back is a better position for him. I didn't know until I watched the broadcast. Like, oh, he played a lot of center back last year. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I mean. I'll take their word for it. If you want to be like a free-flowing attacking team, no offense to Justin Hoyt, you don't really want him charging down the sideline all the time. As adorable as it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought he did pretty good. I was glad Frankie started again. I thought he looked great in his last start. And um, yeah, I think Kenny being out was the only real surprise for me. I didn't know that he was apparently injured. Yeah, apparently is the big word. I'm hearing from my multiple sources that uh, he's got a case of the bad attitudes. Mm. <laughs> it could be true. I don't know. <laughs> it's he's possible. Got, he's got a case of the postures. Yeah, worst posture ever. Zach, uh, much to your dismay, I'm sure. Uh, this week we're not doing, but I want to hear that sound, uh, Goalkeeper, Goalkeeper Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. <laughs> Richie starts, though. Do we think Richie's got the upper hand in the Goalkeeper Hunger Games? I thought before the game, yes, but I thought him coming out for their goal, he looked pretty clueless. And then... Uh, we almost had a repeat of... Yeah, he, he <laughs> came out for another one and stopped at the end of the box and waited for it, which was a near nightmare. <laughs> um, he did make, I guess, a game-saving save... But it was blasted right at him. Yeah. So it's still up in the air, but goalkeeper hunger games. That segment's here to stay. Uh, from the opening kickoff, the new coach's philosophy was clear. And what uh, he's been calling Demay's way all week. Total football is trash. Tiki Taka is dead. It's Demay's way. Zach, do you think Demay's way is going to stick? That's a question. I think Demay's way is here to stay. But, um,. I will say... Well, I said, which includes weird things like possession and passing. <laughs> yeah, it does. I was going to say there was a little bit of Koch residue. Still got a stink on him? Yeah, in, in the form of movement off the ball. At points in the game, it was a lot better. And at other points, it still sucked. I think when, uh, you know, your main directive appears to be do not lose the ball, keep the ball, and um, if there's nothing ahead of you, just go sideways, go side to side. I don't have the advanced stats in front of me, but my guess would be Justin Hoyt might have had the most touches on the team. And uh, we just kept passing around, and it was okay. I was okay with it, but uh, 
when we moved, we moved good. And that happened pretty quick into the game. It was actually the seventh minute when an 11 pass sequence ends with an Alan Cruz goal. Everybody got involved. He had a little Garza. You had a little Frankie Amaya. And the finishing touch before the goal, so that's not the finishing touch, was uh, Darren Maddox taking it past three guys, getting to the edge line, crossing it back over to Alan Cruz, who blooped it over the keeper and off the underside of the crossbar for our first goal in what seemed like a million years, but they all count. Zach, what'd you think about that goal? The buildup, pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty pretty impressive. We were uh, we were all cheering probably at pass number three. There was a, I don't know, there was a good series of plays, I think, where we won the ball back and then shuffled it from our right side over to the left. And then, uh, man, really great. Frankie had two or three good passes in there. Darren Maddox heavily involved. And uh, the final shot was a little scary while it was in the air. But, uh, you know, during the Koch reign, that would have bounced off the post and gotten cleared. But it's certain times have changed. Something. Absolutely. Um yeah, it felt great. First goal in 14,000 minutes. FCC Born Again Virgins had finally had that sweet, <laughs> sweet release of a goal. <laughs> folks, folks, folks. Um, yeah, but uh, second half was a lot of us with the ball dinking it around. And once we got that, that goal, I was definitely okay with our lack of forward momentum because they didn't really get much going at all. Their big chance was across and what looked like a sure goal to me that was called offsides and I'll tell you what I saw that replay it <laughs> didn't see that <laughs> offsides at all no I in the first half they had one that was called that's offsides. What yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking no, about no I saw that replay as well and that deserved a long look it got yeah. a VAR and uh, you know they never showed the replay of it on the big no they finally did and it was at like some god awful angle that you really couldn't tell and uh, but I watched it again uh, the replay and I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to show it. If they don't draw that line for me, I can't see it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it looked onside to me, but it was all for naught. Um, what else? I said everyone seemed pretty comfortable in their position. Zach, you noticed Yoan uh, out there like a conductor pointing almost nonstop telling players where to go. Yeah, he was constantly coaching, um, which makes sense since they only had three days to implement whatever he wanted them to do. So not everyone's got it beaten into their brains yet um one thing was constantly telling Lamar to get out wide i think he just must have an inclination to always drift towards the middle but they always wanted him out wide the one thing that was annoying me a lot of the game is bertone was up with the front three in a straight line across the field constantly he was almost never coming back and showing for the ball the whole game that was my one like big negative is uh he didn't get involved and i thought it was kind of his fault yeah, he had one great moment. That was the second half. He flicked that ball onto our man, Roland Lamar, which led to the cross, which led to the goal. But let's not get there. <clears throat> yeah, he had a couple. He also had he had a shot in the first half, right? Um, towards the end of the first half, which is pretty good. Yeah, a surprising shot because it was like, oh, that's slow and wide. And the keeper dove and pushed it wide. Like, oh, that was a little, little closer than I thought. But yeah, how about Frankie Amaya? Let's talk about him because he came off pretty early in the second half. As for showing for the ball, he's someone who does like to show for the ball, and he could tell, which is nice, because he's just a little baby, Mr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankie Stein. He's not afraid. He tries. He's he's basically trying to get the ball at all times, calling for the ball, which you know, for sometimes that can look obnoxious. But uh, for his position, I was happy to see him so looking to get on the ball at all times. Yeah, and he looked fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, 
It's like a little Paul Scholes out there. He's deceptively, yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, we didn't know anything about him, but just his size, you don't think much about defense, but uh, he's a pest on defense. Yeah, he really is. He's always like nipping at heels and um, harassing whoever has the ball and his passing range. Again, I know nothing about him. I don't go back and research these things, but his passing range is really good. There was one, maybe in like the first three minutes, yes. he got the ball in the defensive half and played the fucking pinpoint ball that uh, Alan Cruz took down really well, which came to nothing, but they're just like, oh baby, Frankie's got it. Yeah, and that was one of about four balls just like that to Cruz where he would cut back and uh, wrong wrong turn, the defender. I don't know if any of them came to anything, but it was pretty nice. Yeah, Frankie was involved in the goal too. He maybe was give him a hockey assist on that one. What else? Halftime comes, and I think the one thing we can take away is Yoan DeMay is a reverse catch because second half which Koch is famous for our, well, back in the day, being in the second half. We were fine in the second half, but we looked a little more Kochier, where our strong, firm lines looked like they were getting a little a little dicier. But in the 50-something minute, Fatai, the savior, Alashe, comes in. And interesting, Zach, what do you think? First sub in Dame's history, Fatai, Alashe. Surprising? Who cares? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising for us because we've seen what Koch has always done, which is ignore Fatai, Alashe, pretty much. He did well last week. Maybe he looks good in training every single week, and it's a mystery why he doesn't get to play more. I don't know. But yeah, and I think Frankie, had, he took a fall and came up holding his elbow. And I saw when he was on the bench, he had a giant bag of ice on it. So you think um, he might have come off a little earlier. It's not just his baby lungs. Yeah, it could be either. Well, no, but. we'll find out in five weeks. But yeah, so Fatayalashi's first touch on the game came after uh, a little break the other way. Bertone flicked on Roland Lama, who played across back to a streaking Fatayalashi, who buried it in the corner of the net. Uh, shouts to Darren Maddox for getting out of the way of it. You know he wanted to touch it. My man. <laughs> Still desperate. He got an assist earlier, but, you know, kind of wanted uh, him to get one. It ended up being an important goal, as goals tend to be. But, uh, yeah, anything else about that goal? Slightly against the run of play, they'd say. Yeah, slightly. Um, Shows were capable. When I watched the replay, wasn't a very easy, uh, wasn't a very easy take, so it was a good goal. Hats off to Fatai Lache, um, man yeah. of the match. But then it was more of Montreal pushing and then an FCC mistake, you would say, that leads to the goal. Uh, Waston pushing up a little bit. He had a few times where he charged for, well, relatively forward for him. He doesn't get up there much, but he did. And he made a pass, an errant pass, I would hate to say. They immediately turned it back over, flipped our way and crossed um, to a Montreal. I don't know who the dude was. One of their subs who came in. It looked like Spencer Ritchie hesitated a bit before coming out in his line. It's either like, either go out or don't, bro. And he did go out, and the guy headed it right under his legs. Zach, I know we like to play who's to blame. We can start with Waston, but he's just such a great man that I'd hate to do that. What did you see there from Ritchie? Well, Was that TT's play of the week? I don't know. He he came out. He, didn't, he hesitated a little, and then he comes out. I think maybe if he would have just, like, kept charging... And jumped to try to punch the ball out of the air. That might have been a better way to go. But like a foot away from the ball, he stopped and then just tried to make himself big. I mean, it could have easily hit off of him if you like watch it the way it went under. Yeah. But it didn't. And then you see, he probably would have headed it differently. But you see where the ball ended up. Like, oh man, if he just stayed put, <laughs> stayed on yeah. his line, he probably gets that. Yeah. But obviously, once you make, as someone who's played a goal a few times themselves in uh, co-ed rec leagues, stuff like that. Once you've made up your mind, there's no going back. So, but yeah. uh, it was a little unfortunate. <laughs> Prior to that, I think was the uh, 
there was a series of plays I think I said to you like that was Kendall Waston's worst two minutes of his career because yeah. he, uh, he was blowing some clearances and made a few giveaways. Hey, he's human. Yeah. yeah. You talked about how he looked like he was due for a rest. Well, he still hasn't gotten that rest. No, he hasn't. <laughs> I think we're going to play him into the ground until he's got to leave for the Gold Cup. We're going to get everything we can out sure. of Austin, which is fair. Yeah. Forrest Lasso, yeah. happy birthday. You're not in the 18. <laughs> not in the 18. Yeah, and they kept making posts about him. And I was like, wow, this is <laughs> I guess Lasso's going to be out there. And they're like, nah, man, Justin Hoyt. <laughs> Sorry. The natural, the natural one. But after that, yeah, it was a little bit scary. I don't know if we had any other great chances on goal from that moment on. I don't know. I watched it again, and nothing's sticking out of my head, but we were kind of holding on for the ride. One thing I was sure of that didn't happen was our boy Spencer, the entire second half, really pushing for that yellow card. <laughs> he was going so slow that even I was getting annoyed. I was, he was doing it before even like the 60-minute mark, and I was... Uh, I was pretty annoyed by him. <laughs> I really, I, uh, I'm not a big fan of time wasting in general, even if it's for my own team. Especially so like, watch. it's not a, it's never a lock for time. us that we're not going to give up a goal or two. Uh, and then we're going to want that time back. Um, but yeah, the other thing that happened was Alan Cruz went down weird, rolled, it looked like he kind of rolled his ankle or something. And my other guy got on top of it. He came out for Kakutamane. Yeah. Who did not do anything, but you know, didn't really have a chance to. Um, and Ledesma came in for... Yeah, Ledesma comes in for Roland Lamont. And I remember this because our announcer announced Roland Lamont as if he was on the other team because he goes way over the top trying to sound subdued when talking about the opposing team. Yeah. So he's like, leaving the game. The PA guy, not, yeah. not Tommy yeah, G. Leaving You're safe game. now. <laughs> Roland Lamont. <laughs> Replaced by. I was like, damn. It's <laughs> building that Ledesma hype. And, uh, you know, excuse me for skipping over most of the second half, but uh, what do you think about Ledesma coming in there? He had one moment where we're trying to kill off the game. We ended up with, I believe, six minutes of stoppage time to further um, put hearts in throats. But Ledesma did a little uh, styling on him in the, the back yeah, and corner. Earned and, a foul. Uh, earned a foul. Montreal's manager was... Real pissed about. Um, it's too far away for me to really be able to tell. Um, but I think it was too far away for their coach to be able to tell. He also took a free kick, just barely overhit it, that Waston was running on. Um, How about referee corner? I thought this referee was kind of whack. Very inconsistent. I thought Montreal got away with at least, uh, I don't know, half a dozen fouls that I was just confused about where we got bumped off the ball. It all worked out in the end. But... Uh, Call it fair, man. I don't know. Right? Yeah, no, I usually don't like to complain about refs after the game, but I thought especially Darren Maddox was really hard done. Maybe four or five times in that first half um, when he was holding up the ball, he was definitely fouled a handful of times. Arms being pulled, wrapped around, and uh, yeah, getting nothing. And then we got called for one that was a shoulder-to-shoulder. I forget who it was. Uh, really took him out. And then uh, Sonia got that yellow card, which I thought that was a little harsh. I think he was going for the ball, but... Yeah, it seemed like the ref made that decision late on. He had time to think about it because he went down and he... Yeah, we had a, a Fatai Lache concussion check. We had a Darren Maddox concussion check. So the game really gr- ground, grinded to a halt. So then we get those six minutes. And then effectively killing the game was the man, you know, not to step on my deckle smash, but I will entirely. Deplon comes in with the two <laughs> with a slide tackle straight at the dude, which... uh 
the guy went down. I think he thought he was going to get the foul. It was pretty close. <laughs> Very close to being rolling over the top of that ball and being a red card. But it wasn't. We hold on for it. Yeah, the 2-1 win. It was nerve-wracking, but I'll take the three points. Anyway, we can get him. Some other people who are out there, Zach, what do you think about him? Our man, besides his assist, which was great, kind of a quiet game from Darren Maddox. Didn't get a lot of time on the ball, but as usual, he appeared to be working his ass off. Yeah, especially in the first half. He went quiet, I think, in the second. Then Adi doesn't get a sniff. I guess if we were a goal down, maybe he would have come on. I was going to ask about Justin Hoyt's center back performance, which reminded me the one other frightening moment, which might have been part of that uh, worst 10 minutes of Waston season or whatever, where he loses out to a dude, and then it's up to Justin Hoyt to make the last tackle and kind of just <laughs> <laughs> pathetically yeah. sh- like <laughs> shoulders towards a guy. And I was like, oh, God. And that's the one where, um, thankfully, the guy kicked it straight at Spencer Ritchie, who uh, made himself big out there. And but that was terrifying. So before that, I was ready to say Hoyt had a pretty much uh, he had one other like maybe flubbed moment in the first half. But all in all, he was not an issue to me. No, he wasn't. um, He did have the tendency to push out wide a handful of times. He would be out towards the right side and you would see uh, Victor always dropping back to cover him, who um, I think once again is like our most solid player. Um, Does a lot of the. uh, dirty work or you know he's a grinder he's a grinder <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Dependable, but he yeah he did drop back to cover justin hoyt a handful of times well greg garza makes his return tell you what it's nice having him out there he's pretty good yeah he was great and you pointed it out and it's very true that um we have a tendency to play him short all the time roland yeah. lamont did it a lot um alan cruz too um and by that we mean he's charging down the line plays a one two and the return pass is bad. Yeah, some bad luck. But he does have tiny legs, so maybe we're anticipating passing into a long leg. Ends up being Garza. Can't reach it. <laughs> Not his fault. It's the way God made him. And uh, he loves God. Uh, but yeah, and Alan Cruz, who we've uh, had not a lot of great things to say about lately. Besides even his goal, he had a few nice takes out of the sky. A few nice movements. Uh, he looked pretty good out there. And of course, the goal. That, uh, that sweet, sweet release. And um, who else? You know, we don't need to name every player, but... Might as well now. I don't know if anyone had a bad game. I'm not here to shit on anybody, but Deplon, solid as usual. That fucking great tackle. And uh, so let's move on to this week's FCC... Man! Of the week. I thought it was kind of strange, but now I think about it, it's not too strange. They gave the man of the match to Garza, and I put him here as one of my possible nominees. Zach, who do you have as your FCC man of the week? let you pick first frankie would have been mine frankie what am i it is yours <laughs> so it would have been yours it well, is this you is... have it written down so it seems so official but frankie am no, i it was mine. not my i was just like trying to list names and then i didn't uh zach picks frankie am i uh you know your weight is important yeah i wrote garza so I'll, go. I'll give it to greg garza so happy to have him back he went the full 90 and zach i'll let you make the decision who do you think nick would pick between garza and frankie and they will be this week's fcc man of the week man you never know with nick that's true well frankie won it last week didn't he yeah his girlfriend got or fiance wife got it (laughs) (laughs) he's already married so we might as well give it to garza garza who's probably already married he's married with children (laughs) greg garza you're this week's fcc of the week way to go man if you want your 50 dollars gift card to james the jeweler well, you got to get it 
Friday morning between 8.30 and 9 a.m. I won't be here. I'll leave it under the mat. But you guys, leave it for him, okay? <laughs> you sneaky listeners, you. I know how you like to do for this week's edition of... Dickle Smash! Ooh, I already gave mine. It was Deplon sliding in at the end. Close to red, close to a perfect tackle, it ended up on the perfect side. A great one. And there was a few smashy moments out there. We got the brunt end of some. I saw at least two different times a player who dared go against Kendall kind of like hold their eye, either getting (laughs) whipped by an arm or just the graze of his giant body causing damage. Any other uh, smashy moments out there, Zach, that stuck out to you in the game? No, I got nothing. Deplon, you win $20 gift card. The GNC, <laughs> get your muscle milk, get your muscle milk. Let's change gears a little bit. Let's take the view from a blimp of the league. It's time for this week's edition of Kevin. Kevin, I saw this week, Kevin, uh, on your most recent edition of what's that soccer thing? What's the soccer thing? You talked a little FC Cincinnati. <laughs> Back Final off. close to the sun, my man. But take it away. Colorado and New England both joined Cincinnati in dumping their terrible coaches. It turns out you should probably hire a manager with first team experience and a proper league before hiring them. P.T. Martinez is back, maybe. His first goal is fantastic for Atlanta as they beat Orlando one to nothing. It doesn't really matter what Chicago Fire did on the field this week because they learned they are getting out of Seat Geek Stadium. They are finally moving back to the city of Chicago. Their current stadium would be as if FC Cincinnati built a stadium in Wilmington, Ohio. Oof. Zlatan could not save the galaxy against the neo-Nazis in New York as they fall two to nothing. Carlos Vela continues to walk this league. Dude is going to end up being MVP and skip out on playing in the Gold Cup for Mexico. LAFC destroying Columbus in front of absolutely nobody in map free three to nothing. And finally, some sad news this week. James O'Connor outlasted Alan Koch. Oh, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed your um, your last few have been kind of meta. You know, you had the one about goals being scored and what what's it like to have a goal scored. Then you had the one ended with Koch out and you mentioned USL scores and how it could always be worse. I haven't heard it yet, but man, this week's was crazy too. Zach? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm going to be blown away tomorrow. He'll be finding out just like the rest of you. Let's do one last trip. One. Look, I do listen. Monday's when they come out. I listen. <laughs> I, <get it. laughs> I listen to my. I listen on Google Home. I listen on my headphones, and I listen in the car. I cover all my bases, and it gets better and better and better. But last edition of all time. I know you're sad out there. Of Catch watch, Zach. I hate. To, I really hate to do this. Hate to take a victory lap. But all the worst things we said about Koch, and honestly, we weren't that cruel about Koch. Koch Watch wasn't very mean-spirited. It wasn't Koch Outwatch. It was just Koch Watch. We just had some fun. We said, of course, we don't want him to get fired, etc., etc. In fact, even to the bitter end, we didn't really call for his job. Not that it matters what we say. But now he's gone. 
and everything you hear, like all the everyone's coming out of the woodwork, basically to say what we said all along was correct. Zach, talk to me. How does vindication feel? And how do you feel? Just sum up your feelings about the feeling. It feels real good because <laughs> it's like everything we ever said was true. Only we would always end it with like, ah, I don't know. I feel bad. He can stay. Whatever. <laughs> um, but as it turns out, he's kind of a prick on top of that. So, uh, so you don't feel bad. And um, for someone who seems so even keeled or, you know, his phrase, don't get too high with the highs, low with the lows. He sure got a lot of emotions out of people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess, was it Max who said, like, I think he's just a good salesman? And I think it's kind of like what we said, maybe in his first season, or maybe it was last year as well. Like, if he wasn't a handsome man who wore nice fitting suits and had an accent, no one would be buying any of his bullshit. No. Um, but because he is, everyone, like, just believes it. He had the look down. Yeah. Besides that one hilarious week in Indy. Yeah. <laughs> When he was in his college phase. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I listened to Jeff Birding on another podcast, who I won't mention because their host groans at the mention of us. Um, <laughs> Ope out by your own shirt. Okay, okay. Whatever, man. Um, <laughs> Jeff Birding's interview. Yeah, he was saying his he had like his political speech where he had to just hit these points over and over and over and over again. And if someone asks like, "What do you mean by culture?" he doesn't know what the fuck to say. But uh, Bill Wolf asked him, "You know, you're not a soccer guy. Who's around you helping making these decisions?" He's just like, "Oh, I have some advisors." It's like, "Well, who the fuck helped him?" The problem is they should have never brought Koch on to begin with because anyone who knows the game. Just like every other coach around the USL, and some have come out and say it, knows that we should have been a lot better than we were. And uh, he didn't prove anything last year, except that he was coaching the best funded team. (laughs) Um, So, whoever's idea it was to bring him along, it's their fucking mistake, and that's fucking Jeff Birding. I don't know. I just really dislike dislike Jeff Birding. Every time he talks, he just sounds like a real ass. I hope with these new moves that they're making, he's just removing himself from the soccer side of the situation yeah the advisor thing he was like these are the same advisors who helped me find the man you strength and conditioning coach and like i don't know what's going on <laughs> that's yeah, cool it's like it's <laughs> like an album's here we got the nutrition guy from uh real madrid so you know these guys know what they're doing like eric alexander's never been more fit I'm like oh god no <laughs> he's helping enough to play in 90 minutes a game like oh jesus like, this guy used to uh, cook meals for <laughs> well, <laughs> cook meals for Valencia. Yeah. There's another thing he kept saying. Uh, All I want to do is win. I don't care about anything else except for winning. And I don't like that because you should also not be a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you should care about that too. Um, um, be nicer, Jeff. But uh, yeah, because our big thing last year was we were winning games, but it did not look pretty. And eventually when we won a thousand games in a row, it starts to sound stupid. But you're like, just watch the goals and then watch everything else. And you're like, what are we really? Then like next year, it's just going to be everyone's going to be better. And that proved to be true. And I'm fine with our roster. I'm not saying our players aren't good enough, which is kind of what Koch said, which was probably the wrong thing to say. But uh, yeah, everyone got better except for Koch. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So since I wasn't on your emergency pod, I would say, yeah, Koch needed to go. I thought 
What I thought kind of sucked was the mistake was bringing him on at all. So if you're going to maybe stick with the plan a little longer, that being said, if you're going to fire him anyway, might as well do it now. I just imagine it happening coming from Jeff to Koch and Jeff Birding just being like such a little shit. <laughs> well, he said, so how was the conversation? It was like, it was very short. It was yeah. a very short conversation. Like, I bet it was. Um, Zach, well, tying into what you said about Koch looking like a coach, I was asking uh, Mike Maranat at the game. I said, if Johan DeMay was um, Billy DeMay <laughs> and he was an American who was 29 years old, I don't know if these guys would respect him. I think you got to have that, that French that French accent and be a 29-year-old who didn't really play professional soccer Otherwise, I think they'd be like, who is this fucking pipsqueak? But, uh, yeah, I think right now it's just like uh, Max said. It's like a Ollie effect. And, um, you know, someone asked him if he's like thinking about the permanent job. And I got to say, no way in hell. Yeah, I heard that that is not an yeah. option. At yeah, all. and I don't think so. I mean, partly the age, because as soon as there's a disagreement or there's disgruntled players, they all are more experienced than him. And uh, I don't think he's going to be a real commanding presence. But I think they seem to like him. So it is good. In the meantime, yeah, and he apparently has a plan, and that plan is pass, pass, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Matt Doyle likes us again. Is that okay, everybody? Uh, any final Koch thoughts before I move on to uh, the FCC best man's? Speech? Yeah, final Koch thoughts. Uh, no matter what Pat Brennan says, I'd say continue to talk shit about <laughs> Alan Koch. We don't know him anything. Let it out, everybody. Um, you know, apparently he wasn't respectful to his own players, so. Why'd I be respectful to him? I'm on team Lance Lang, team <laughs> Richie Ryan, and um, hell, team Sam DeWitt. <laughs> Sam, you were right all along, you little leakster, you. Uh, <laughs> who is it? Dakers? I'm not really on team Dakers. I heard he was a little bitch. But uh, we probably did misuse Dakers as well. Aiden Quinn. Oh, I'm positive we misused Dakers, Aiden Quinn, and then we let go of Tyler Polak. And um, yeah, you know. Koch was never a good coach. <laughs> but uh, thanks for everything. Um, let's move on. Let's just make things a little brighter. We can bring up, I have one more Koch thought in potpourri that we'll get to. But for this week's edition of FCC, FCC Best, Best Man Speech. How about that music? Oh, this week was crazy. Zach was there. Nick was there. Everyone was there. Frankie Amaya, Mr. Frankenstein. He got married. And I was luckily enough, lucky enough to be a part of the ceremony. And Zach was there with his digital recorder to record me giving my speech. We're just going to play it for you now. He said it was okay. So here it is. Uh, Frankie Maya's toast from his, uh, his wife. Frankie! Yeah! Oh, young love. It's a dangerous thing, Frankie. But you know what? It's also a beautiful thing. And that's why I'm so happy to be here right now. We go way back, me and you. Zach knows this. We shared a dorm room for one semester at UCLA. Frankie, you were a wild man. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. You never questioned what I was doing in a dorm at the age, the ripe age of uh, 33. You just accepted me as I am. And then you met Karen. Oh, Karen, when I see you two getting married after such a short courtship, I can't help but think about how you declared to anyone who would listen that you were saving yourself for marriage. Well, no wonder Frankie put his first MLS paycheck towards an engagement ring. The man is basically living in cold showers these days, trying to contain the primordial urges emanating from his loins. <gasps> Spoiler alert, my wedding gift is an ice bucket for Frank to soak little Frankie after the honeymoon. Take it slow, my man. You got your whole life ahead of you. Trust me. Frank and Karen toast to you. Toast to our dorm and toast 
to love. Cheers. Zach, what a ceremony. It was beautiful. <laughs> Gorgeous. The whole family was there. Is there going to be a Frankie Jr. soon? Nine months from today? Odds are high. Odds are high. Zach, you going to get in the toast game next week? <laughs> I know you have a job, but I mean. I'll see what I can do. Um, we have a Sunday game, right? Oh, shit. I'm free Saturday. I'll be back on the DR40. I'm going to that wedding on Saturday, so if you don't want to give the toast, maybe I should. <laughs> they just keep asking me. Oh, good times. You've got the voice for it. I oh. clearly don't. <laughs> you should um, pitch shift me on this thing. Lower? Yeah. Okay. You can hit higher notes, though. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of which, not at all. This week's edition of... Potpourri. Zach, you were going to say something after you sung? It's perfect for potpourri, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about Koch's training shirt? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry I don't have your name in front of you. Something Chase Crawford, something like that. You posted on Facebook. I'm going to, you know, it's better to believe that this is true. It looked legit. I'm going to assume you said you saw and you posted a pic, a Koch um, coach's training shirt at a Goodwill already for $3.99. Had the AK on the front, one of the black ones. And that might just be about the saddest thing I've heard about this whole Koch situation. I'm just imagining he immediately just threw all his stuff there. Uh, honey, could you take uh, <laughs> take my stuff to the, to the salvage store? Uh, Zach, what do you think when you saw Koch's gear already at the Goodwill? <laughs> what do you think he's turning in his American flag gear as well? <laughs> well, the first thing I thought was that Pat Brennan would be like, just proof what a stand-up guy Alan Koch is <laughs> <laughs> donating his clothes to the less fortunate. But, uh, we'll probably see Pat Brennan <clears throat> wearing that next time he's in goal for Gotham soccer. <laughs> I expect to see that. Just sniffing himself <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I bet it smells good. Koch is yeah, probably a Koch col- is a cologne guy a cologne for sure. Guy. Can I say I get actually like offended if people ever ask me like, "Are you wearing cologne?" I'm like, "Ugh, <laughs> never, ever in my life." I'm like, "I took a shower." No, I wear I wear Old Spice deodorant. You smell I mean, good, my. I probably wear deodorant. deodorant a hundred days out of the year. So, hopefully, yeah. that's the summer days. Uh, yeah, in high school, the cologne was Curve. And the girls went wild, but I didn't wear it. But every now and then when I went out uh, as a 20-something, which didn't happen much, me and Collier, we would take the, the GQ magazine samples and just rub those on your clothes. It's just as good. What else, Zach? What else? What's been going on in the world? <clears throat> well, I tell you, that early kickoff, I was burnt a little too. I am crispy. Apparently so is the whole ba- Bailey from the pics I've seen. Was it Brad Weigel? He got a little burnt too. But guess what? This baby tan, so. <laughs> How about your own baby? I didn't see him with any suntan lotion. I know. That was CPS, <laughs> hello. So I told his mom today, I was like, I feel like an abusive parent because I forgot uh, to put sunscreen on him. However. He had a nice base. My baby's got some soul in him. <laughs> Little DeAndre. Uh, and he is, uh, he was already pretty tan. To be fair, tan, and he also has some black in him. But <laughs> we get it. I didn't beat us over the head with it. Um, I don't know if you guys understand. I will say on Saturday he played the game of his life. Finally, coincidence that I was head coach. Finally, <laughs> coincidence that I was assistant coach, but I uh, spent the whole time on the bench or on the sideline. Um, no, it's nice because Jonah's kid, man, he really dominates these games so much that Jonah has to tell him to stop scoring. 
Finally, young Eli got in the mix. Good for him. We have a couple, I don't want to call them out by name, but uh, Leo and Anna, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, you little four-year-olds, over get it together. Yeah. <laughs> These kids, when they're not socking each other in the face, they're lifting their shirts and going belly to belly, looking down each other's shirts. It's a weird age. Anna was tackling her own teammates late in the game. She jumped on me, attempting to bring me down by the legs. I was trying to make deals with her. I, I said, who wants to, if you kick the ball, I'll give you an imaginary trophy. I don't know if they got the imaginary part. And I was like, I want that trophy. I'm like, got to kick the ball, kids. This is what we're dealing with, uh, wild. But in the midst of all that, yeah, young Eli was able to finally hone all his... All that I've taught him, that's what I'll say this season, into a decent goal. Some dribbling and a shot. He set up uh, Avery for a goal, too. Wow. Yeah, Avery's usually trying to steal it from his teammates to put the finishing touches. But a hell of a season, Orange team. What else? Opal. God, that really took off. Do you see, there's some anger on Facebook, some people. I don't get it. And people would respond with Ope, and they'd be like, if you're not going to explain it, it's kind of (laughs) rude. Just fucking Google what is Ope. It's the first result, Urban Dictionary. I didn't know what the fuck Ope was until 3Def was using it. And like, I was like, oh, I do know it. I, it was there all along. I just didn't realize it. People are overthinking this thing. You know, I'm just trying to have some fun, especially because we were in the midst of a 13-game losing streak and hadn't scored a goal in five years. Ope seemed like something that people could, you know, just really grab onto. And they did. They bought it like gangbusters. And I appreciate it, because we're going to have the bitchinest pizza party you've ever heard of. (laughs) Even Zach has an Ope shirt. That's how crazy it gets. And you know, he loves following the trends. I got to remind you, if you didn't know already, May 25th is the Ope out. If you don't have an Ope shirt, spray paint it. Spray paint Ope on a blue shirt. You don't want to be left out for this one. You'll look like a fool. Uh, What else during the game? Yeah, Bailey got burned bad. Zach, you were you you kept talking about wanting to call out the Bailey. What was that you wanted to say? <laughs> no, you didn't actually say that. <laughs> I like that you believe that was possible. It's like well, something, something I would do. I was annoyed at one point in the game. Things were like we're trying to see it out, and the whole crowd's chanting FCC. And they people have complained about this. They won't stop whatever song they're singing. Even there's whatever. Selfish. Is what you're saying. Yeah, as much as they like create a vibe, they can also kill the vibe of the whole rest of the stadium with their refusal to like be a part of like everyone else. But. You elitist pricks. First, we took Mike this week. I might take Max off that drum. <laughs> there goes all your chance. Also, Dan Blumenfeld, take him off that. I'm taking your smoke, bro. <laughs> take his smoke, take his bullhorn. Uh, who else? Jimmy McGee, Bailey Orphans, Lenders Ladies. You guys can keep and deplatform you. Keep that girl. <laughs> no, no take back situation. Uh, Lindsay, what's good? Amelia, that's all you got an ope. Zach, I guess your visitor didn't go too well, huh? Back to talking about Amelia. <laughs> yeah. Well, trouble in paradise. I don't know. Is she a listener? I Sorry. Don't know. She might. She might. Oh, we'll let sleeping dogs lie. Um, but yeah, you know, quiet week for not being such a quiet week. Imagine if we hadn't talked about Katya. I mean, it would have been a little passe. And it kind of cannibalized the earlier episode. But, you know, we just had to get it out. Had to get it out. But if you combine it, those two episodes into one week episode, it was our most listened to episode ever <laughs> yeah, as one yeah. power episode. Yeah, I can't, I can't stress this enough. Take away the goals. <laughs> Trash. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it's nice. Uh, so yesterday, everyone's on board of us. Yeah, take away the goals and uh, better. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Montreal's been good on the road. Next week, uh, Zach, I'm going to assume that you're not going to be there. <laughs> Taking our Orlando, a weird time on a Sunday. What's your excitement level on a scale of six to seven? This is a game that I wanted to go to at the beginning of the season, but Sunday, too weird. Yeah. Sunday too weird. at four. If it was like a Sunday at is one, is that a national TV game? I don't know. Because if it's not, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, if it was at like one or something, maybe I'd have tried to fly Drive. out. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, I could take that oat money. There's two planes, two plane tickets right there. <laughs> First class. No, I'm just kidding. You gotta get that ad money. What? What? In your face, Speedway assholes. Zach, any shows coming up? Any musical things you need to add before we hit the road on what is a rather truncated <clears throat> Nicholas and Chadless episode of Knifey Line Radio? No, I wish you would have mentioned Wednesday. I had a show Friday night. It was great. You um, didn't need it anyways. No. Um, friend of the pod, Megan, is playing tonight at the Yacht Club before. It'll be too late, but if you can go back in time, <laughs> there's a show tonight, Sunday. Uh, my birthday is Thursday. Who could forget? Who could forget? Besides me. Just like a who could forget Mother's Day. Seems impossible. I should probably call mom. I did see her yesterday. I sent mom a sweet, sweet text. So. I'll, I'll call her. Um, I'll be 37. You'll always be older. I will be. Yeah. Mother's Day. Game of Thrones is tonight. Zach, you finally caught up. Was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. they killed that person? <laughs> this is a spoiler-free zone, folks. I'm just kidding. Nobody dies on Game of Thrones. All right, Zach, final thoughts on the week. Koch is gone. Long live the Demay way. Kind of like the Dre way. Look it up. Um, <laughs> shouts to CJ Fam. Um, yeah, let me just say, I liked Everton David Moyes. I don't really like to judge him after that, and I think he's got kind of... Man, you David Moyes, retrospectively, not as awful as <laughs> he felt. Coming off of Sir Alex Ferguson, it was a thankless job. He wasn't great, but... Uh, what do you think about Bruce Arena as GM? Is I mean, that okay? Well, he's taking a role away from Alan Koch. Yeah. <laughs> or not Alan Koch. Fuck. Jeff Burton. He's taking a role away from Jeff Burton. Yeah, for sure. Um, Poor Luke Sasano. He's just like chicken with his head cut off now. I yeah. saw him at training, wearing training gear. No, he I doesn't don't... know what to do anymore. <laughs> What's his job? Hey, yeah. Jeff, give the man a real job. Tell your advisors to kick rocks. You hire that man. Give him a fucking chance, man. Yeah. And did you hear what he said on, uh, he was on Extra Time Radio, Jeff was. He said he was the guy finding players, scouting players, and but, you know, Koch didn't want all his players. So I think there are other players that were picked out by Luke Sasano, and Koch is just like, no. And I got a wink, wink, nudge, nudge that one of those players might have been busted knee. Maddie Fernandez. So we might never know what sweet Maddie. I mean, the fact that he had a song, much like Deplon, he was probably going to be a fucking baller. And I don't know if he's even playing right now, but who knows? Who knows what all Koch kiboshed? We don't know what he ruined, but you can't hurt us anymore, Koch. Heard that you were on a plane looking haggard and sad. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I almost turned into Al Pacino. Fuck you. A great ass. <laughs> you know that scene. I do. I like uh, to do the Larry David. Fuck Hugh. <laughs> Fuck Hugh. Great ass. 
Anyways. Yeah, man. Fuck Alan Koch. <laughs> yeah, don't give a shit. Don't kick him in the teeth again. I'm kicking straight through those teeth, baby. <laughs> yeah, we like to kick him out the door while yeah. they're going out the door. Yeah, what the hell? Do you see what he just did to us for five weeks? <laughs> it felt terrible. <laughs> that was a kick in the fucking young Frankie nuts for five weeks, so I think he can handle this. Um, yeah, and then back God to damn Vanc- it. You send fucking Frankie and Maya on loan, apparently, what, to get him more minutes, to get him a better chance to play in the U-20s. And then we start him every game after that. If you would have started him before that, this guy would have been in there for sure. Yeah, like, it turns out he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he probably should have been playing a long yeah. How much better is he four weeks later from training? I'm going to imagine he was pretty much this good from the jump. Yeah. So Five performances like this, he's selected in that team. However, I'm glad because I just want him to stay with us. So thanks, Koch. You saved yeah. us after all because we could use him out there. Don't let the door hit you. Where the good Lord split you. <laughs> Is that a phrase? Because that's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> of course it is. Where the good Lord split you? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, I think I came <laughs> up with that. <laughs> you just coined. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's an original. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Um, God, I got to pick a great song to play out with because I'm just getting a lot of love for these uh, songs and I don't really listen to music anymore. If I really put a song I listened to at the end, I'd put the podcast. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Zach, your final thoughts was Koch sucks. Um, anything else? No, I'll probably watch Game of Thrones tonight. Amelia, what's good? <laughs> 4K? Ever heard of it? Maybe yeah. you can teach him how to turn off that soap opera mode. <laughs> you look like you're good with computers. <laughs> She's on the tweets. Anyways, my final thoughts. Ope out, May 25th, be there or be square. We can't stop losing. I have a prediction. We're back in the playoff race. Great ass, rise together. Oh, shit. Yeah, Zach, what? sorry. FCC Survivor's <laughs> over. Do you miss it? Another ant. It's on the microphone. <laughs> no, I forgot about it. I think uh, Alan Koch could take that segment with him straight to hell. <laughs>
It doesn't scare me.